basically the big thing that's different is traditional finance only looks at dollars and cents, meaning they look at your actual assets that you have, your investments, your debt, and that's it. The problem with that is that that looks at about a third of the bigger picture. And what I mean by that is there's two other components. There's what we call human capital, which is your education, your background, all that stuff. And then the second piece of that is also behavior. Those are the two big things that we include in our analysis. That's why we have everybody build their profiles first, because that's some of the stuff that we're looking at. Joe Ranke does all things finance. Dude really found just a cool niche in the world, uh, helping those around student loans and finance in the in the professional physical therapy. He, he knows it well. Well, he knows it intimately. We get into some real tactical tips of things you should be doing right now during this, I don't know what the hell do you call it, this COVID time, right? This this weird uh, point in our history. So take a listen to Joe and uh, maybe reach out and check out some of his free resources he's got available. He mentions them during the episode. Dip into that just a little bit. Episode brought to you by Owens Recovery Science. They're a single source for PTs looking for certification in personalized blood flow restriction rehabilitation training and the equipment you need to apply it properly in your clinical practice. Find them on Online at owensrecoveryscience.com and their new podcast on iTunes. The best conversations happen at happy hour. Welcome to ours. Welcome aboard. This is the PT Pinecast. Here's your host, physical therapist, Jimmy McKay. All right. I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. We'd like to open up the uh, the show by saying thank you. Really, the only way everybody finds out about this hot mess of a podcast is you. So thank you for doing that. Uh, if you've ever found anything valuable in the show, anything of worth that you've shared with a colleague, a classmate, a friend, a stranger, an enemy, we don't care who you share it with. Just share it with someone. That's the way the show spreads. So thank you for doing that. Uh, we're seeing some uh, some people learning a lot about the Pacer program. The last couple episodes we've dropped, you want to go back to those. Those are really, really, really important. APTA's Learning Center, they're putting out these, uh, let's see if I can do it right, Pacer. Let's see, post-acute COVID-19 rehabilitation and exercise project. There, I think I got it with no notes. It's not even on my notes. All of these courses through all the different settings of physical therapy with experts, they're free for APTA members and we, we don't call them non-members. We call them potential members. So this is free to everyone, CEUs included. Go there, learn. APTA decided this was so important. They're helping uh, to create and facilitate these courses on PACER program. Go there and 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 take a look at these for free. It's important for your patients. So that's why APTA put a flag in it and said, we're going to make these uh, these happen. On the other side of clinical practice, we know that there are important things to pay attention to. One of those being that thing that shows up every single month in my inbox, which is my my student loan. My reminder that I got my degree, which I love, which is good, right? It's, it's, it's of value, so I'm paying for it. I would just like to pay as little as I can or have to. And that's why we bring this guy on, no stranger to the show, from Fitbucks is uh, Joe Ranke. Joe, welcome back to the show, man. It, it is nice to be here. I actually, I was laughing when the intro came on because it's like, you know, Jimmy McKay, PT, it's like, and the last time I was on, you're still a student. <laughs> you were looking forward to Hey, one I, day I'll graduate. Yeah, my, my daughter's uh, three years old now. I didn't even have a daughter at the time. Wow. <laughs> so, All right, well, that tells me something. I need to talk to our producers. We need to talk more often. Well, it, yeah. it's funny because, you know, I see you at conferences and stuff. And it's like, yeah, let's jump on. And I think yeah. I've done some, like, small things with you where it's like a quick, like, five, ten-minute segment we caught at a conference or something. But... Yeah, like an actual podcast. It, it's been a while. We always are like, yeah, let's jump on. And then it's like, 
Oh, we're busy or I'm busy. <laughs> hearing you say, um, hey, we run into each other at conferences. And for people who go to conferences, there are a lot of people that go to a few. There are people like you and I who go to pretty much all of them. Mm-hmm. And we probably cross paths in airports because you're always going to schools and I'm doing live shows at schools. Yes. Man, I miss that. Do you? Oh, yeah, big time. I mean, we had – so I, I – in March, I had my first flight. I was actually going back to San Jose. I had to go back to Northern California for some business stuff and see my parents. And that was going to be the kickoff. Like I was there, I flew into San Jose on March 9th. That was like the kickoff for me of basically two to three months straight of flights. And okay. I was going to be programs. Yeah, I was going to go PT programs, OT programs, and a few PA programs at different places. And, uh, primarily PT programs. And that was going to be the start of it. And I'd literally, as soon as I touched down, I, I touched down back uh, on March 16th, back in Austin, I was going to be home for a day before I flew back out. And that's when the cancellation notices started coming in. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean you're canceling? I was like, I was just at the airport. There was like 20 people there. It's safer than Costco. Like, <laughs> Let's fly. <laughs> like, what's the problem? But- so for the audience, uh, Joe, Fitbucks, and again, the website's on the bottom if people want to check it out, and they will when they start getting into hearing what you have to talk about in terms of, of their finances around their student loans. How do you tell people what you do when you're jet-setting around and in airports? And <laughs> what, what, what is it you do for, PT, for, for, for not only students, because then becoming professionals paying for that student loan? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the big picture, what I somebody asked what we do is, you know, developing technology, automate financial recommendations. Um, that, that's the first thing we talk, like, say, and then people turn around and say, okay, well, obviously you got to start somewhere. So where do we start? And when I looked at the market, when we first started the company, it was like, from a financial standpoint, student loans is the biggest issue right now. And not only that, but from a pure financial services standpoint, younger generation doesn't have anybody to go to because, your traditional financial services, all they want to do is talk to you when you have money to manage and insurance needs, which as a new grad, you really don't have any. Maybe you have insurance needs if you have children, but you don't you don't have anything major. You have student loan debt. And so there's this huge chasm basically of not being able to get help. And so we said, well, let's start the technology in that that space. And because of what we're building, we got to collect a lot of data. So we're like, okay, let's just build out a platform to be able to just talk to people and find out what we don't know, what we do know, and start building out the technology from there. And we said, okay, well, let's start with PTs. For those of you that don't know, don't know, my wife's a PT. So it was like, hey, let's start with PTs. And then that's what we did. And we started marketing on social media, just putting out posts and all this type of stuff. And I got a call at the time. We were headquartered in California and got a call from the CPTA, basically asking me to go do a talk at the, con- at the conclave. Right. My reaction was, this is financial stuff. No one's going to be there. And they're like, oh, we think they will be. Long <laughs> story short, there was like 200 people at, at that uh, presentation. And it was like, oh, shit. Um, and a bunch of them came up from like USC and a couple other schools in California. Like, hey, would you come to my school and do a workshop? And it was like, uh-oh, I'm uh, here. Yeah, like, let's, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's start doing that. So that's how we started doing workshops. That's why I fly so much is because I like doing the workshops because it gives me good feedback on what works and what doesn't. And Long story short, I think we've done like 120, 130 workshops at different DPT programs throughout the country and conclaves and, and conferences. And loans, and- 
loans and opportunities for people they, they vary so much people want specific yeah. answers to their situation i'm imagining and you know before yeah. we hit the record button today you were talking about hey you know i do like between 60 and 80 phone calls a week obviously mm -hmm. people who want answers um so let's get into some topics for the audience now that we can figure out what kind of joe what world joe is i, I wouldn't say living in i would say you created and now you're <laughs> cool um the first topic I wanted to throw out to you and hear your thoughts on it was something that you talk about a lot, and it seems like you're chicken little. Maybe six months ago, maybe four months ago, it would seem like, Joe, that's 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 a little too much. And that's the idea of what should I have in the bank in terms of an, of an emergency fund? How do I figure out how, how much that is and how much of it do I need? So yeah. when that topic comes up with students, with professionals, with anybody. What do you tell them about an emergency fund? What is it and what should they be preparing for? Yeah, so emergency fund is, you know, just in case some shit happens, you got money in the bank, okay? Your typical financial advisor will say to have six months. And what that means is you look at like your, your cost of living. So how much does it cost to have a roof over your head? So like your rent or mortgage. And what about food? Because you got to eat. And what about utilities, right? Because you got to have heat. If, you know, the summer hotness of summer, you got to, you know, air conditioning, whatever it is, electricity. So those are the big three things. And you add them up on a monthly basis and multiply that by six. That's what your, your default answer is just because statistically, if somebody loses their job, it takes them about six months to find a new job. That's where they come up with those statistics. Uh, you know, for new grads, what we always say, especially for PTs, because in a normal situation, unemployment's really low for PTs and whatnot. So at a minimum, have three months of an emergency fund. And that's at a minimum. Now, what we always preface that with is, you got to do it to what's also comfortable for you and what you think and your lifestyle. So typically for PTs, you know, we can change that to say, Hey, if I'm a travel PT, for example, you don't know the cost of living different cities. You don't know how long it's going to be between contracts. Um, so typically you want six, nine months, maybe. Right. Um, the big one was self-employed. Like I can't, I, I'm shocked, you know, when this whole COVID thing broke out, how many PT owners I know where I'm sitting there reading on social media, they're like, you know, we're shutting our doors and I'm, you know, didn't prepare bankrupt and blah, blah, blah. It's like, and this was a week into it. I'm like, wow, you don't have cash to last a week. And, you know, I made some comments to some of them. They're like, well, how much for your business do you guys have ready? I'm like, I, we can sustain for fit bucks. We can sustain our payroll and everything, all of our overhead for over a year. Like that's how much cash we have. And if I, and I, I built the company. So that way, like if something were to happen like this, yeah. And I really, and I got to like six or nine months where we were getting no revenue whatsoever. And we we're just bleeding cash. I could flip the switch tomorrow and drop most of our expenses and be able to sustain another two or three years. Like, so, and you know, I always say, you know, manage your, your personal life, like you're, you're your own business. Cause you know, that's how I always grew up looking at it. So you know, for me, you know, I, I tend to have, you know, a bigger emergency fund. Now I do some different things with the emergency fund. So it's not typically just sitting in, in cash, like in the bank, uh, just because I'm a finance guy. So it's like, I know some different things to do with it that I can still get to it if I need to. But that's why we say at a minimum three months, at a minimum. And some people, I mean, they were in our workshops. They had three months. We put out some courses last year that talk about the emergency fund, like some of the stuff we're just going through right now. And I got like three or four people from that in January that are like, hey, we're going to increase our emergency fund just because it makes us feel more comfortable for six to nine months. What do you think? I'm like, yeah, great. And then this whole thing broke out. All of them emailed me. They're like, 
we're so happy we made that change because we just got furloughed. And it's like, yeah, like it's why people need to listen to you. And mm-hmm. you know, and I started listening to you back when I was a student. And again, I was a second career professional, so I kind of already knew some of this stuff from paying down my first loans and you know managing my life like it was a business. Maybe not as well as I probably could have, but uh, not that bad. But this is really highlighting some some things in uh, in private practice and people's personal lives that that emergency fund is not something nice to have. That is a need to have. That is a need to have. And one of the things too, I mean, I just put out this article probably about two, three weeks ago. There's two ways of thinking about the emergency fund. The first way is I got to be able to cover my costs and that's a traditional way. And if that's all you do, great. You'll be really set to, you're, you're good. But the true, true, true definition of an emergency fund and the reason why you have it is because we set up a financial plan. And it's like, this is what my plan is. I want to do this for retirement. I want to do this for paying off my debt. I want to do all these different things with my financial plan. Those are all long-term things. So what the emergency fund actually allows you to do is if you do get laid off or have COVID or some of that, to actually keep maintaining that. Right. Whereas what a lot of people will do, they're like, oh, well, I have a three-month emergency fund. And if push comes to shove, I have a 401k. I can just take my money out of that. That goes against your financial plan. The 401k is long-term. You don't want to liquidate that. Like when you have an emergency or I have a house, you don't want to take out equity. You don't want to sell your house. Like if you run out of money, like... So the emergency fund is actually supposed to sustain your, your long-term investments. So that way you don't have to liquidate stuff in ter- case of emergency. So that's why I oftentimes say, look, I you know minimum three months, especially if you're a new grad, because you don't have that plan yet. You don't have a 401k. You so don't have anything. And if you're the new guy, you're the first out. Yeah, the first to be exactly. Out. First out. Yep. So, you know, get the emergency fund again, at least three months. Um, I know, we're recording this in May, so a lot of people are going to be graduating right now. It's like your first thing before you're chucking money at your loans and doing all this stuff. Save money. You know, don't be anxious. Be patient. I know it sucks looking at that big number, you know, student loans, but save. All right, let's uh, let's change topics. You mentioned uh, that L word, right? Loans. So going mm-hmm. from emergency fund to student loans during COVID nineteen, some things changing, right? The interest rates on uh, some of these loans going to zero. Where do you start in? Uh, where do you start attacking student loans, or what do you start talking with people about this during COVID nineteen? Yeah, so number one for students, good news for you guys is they just reprice. So Congress sets student loan prices uh, each year uh, in May, and so from July first of this year to June thirtieth of next year, they're the same rates. They're going to be at all time lows for grad students. They're going to be at like four point three percent for staffer loans and five point three percent for grad plus loans. So that's that's good news for current students. Right now, what you're alluding to in terms of people that are already graduated, uh, temporarily, there's a 0% interest rate through September 30th. Uh, they're talking about extending that. We'll, we'll see. I personally think they will extend it because um, the powers that be don't want that to end um, right before the election, uh, the ah, presidential sorry. election. Right. So I, I think they're going to push that in. So okay, I'm right there, because this is why I have these uh, these social media things scrolling across the bottom. You'll hear something on TV like this program is going to alleviate all loans. Right. Like an article come out. And then I immediately go to Joe's social media and I wait for him to comment on the thing. And he goes, nope. And then a couple of months later, it doesn't happen or it does happen, according to what Joe. I'm like, OK, Joe's <laughs> our weather guy for numbers and finance. So yeah. uh, I want to interrupt, but I definitely want to let people know that <laughs> it's super important to follow because what he says actually happens. Yeah. And, you know, so that 0% thing I think is going to happen. We'll see as of right now, if you are prepping and planning, 
you have to assume that it's not going to happen because that's what we're right. going with right now. So it's like, this is what it is. It ends September 30th. That means that my right. payments kick back in October. That's when I started doing right. interest again. So that's hope what we got to plan for. Hope's not a strategy. Exactly. Net hope is never a strategy. It's uh, throw some shit against the wall and maybe pray well, for it to work. <laughs> so, so if you've got, I know, I know a lot of people saw that 0% interest rate for their student loans that are currently paying for them and said, cool, I'm going to stop paying. Mm -hmm. Where's your head go there? In my head, I said, let's keep paying because I'm not paying interest right now if, I can, if you can afford it. So we went deeper into this and this is what we've been telling everybody on the phone. So holding cash right now versus paying your loans doesn't cost you anything because the interest rate is 0%, right? So there was a lot of fear, obviously, in, in the world and nobody knows how long this COVID thing is going to last. So what we've been telling people from March it, which was a little bit different time period as it is now because we're starting to progress through the, the whole virus stuff is hold the cash for the short run with the intention of making your payment before September 30th. Ah, ah. Right. So I have cash in the bank just in case, you know, because I, I want to say something like 90% of the people that we were working with are still working, but they might have their hours reduced or whatnot. So it's like, you just don't know. And so we've been keeping statistics one for, to tell people, Hey, you're, we're out of this, like make your big payment or refinance your student loans, either one. And so I've been keeping statistics on all, all of it saying, hey, look, like, you know, I'm doing it selfishly because I'm looking at investments. Like when do I want to start plugging a lot of money into investments and everything? And so it's like, well, it's the same thing. When am I going to take my money and pay a big, make a big payment on my student loans? So I've been looking at those statistics and, you know, I would say that we're probably about, you know, three to six weeks away of being like, okay, great. Like, go make your huge payment. We're out of this thing. We're good. Like, you don't need your cash. So, yeah, that's what we've been saying is, you're absolutely right, Jimmy. Like, there's no interest. Like, hit that principle, like, really hard while this whole right. thing is hitting the storm. But not yet. Like, hold it with the idea of, I'm going to do this before September 30th. It's just a matter of time. But just in case shit really hits the fan, I got cash sitting in the bank ready to go just in case I need it. That's smart. I like that. That's that's good. And and also, I, I want to highlight just a small detail. Right? I saw the uh, the zero percent student loans, and I knew it was a for a while. I'm sure when I read it, I I read September 30th. But then I kind of forgot. I was like, imagine you missed the goalpost, right? Imagine mm -hmm. you waited, 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 and you missed that by a day or two, and it does go back to whatever it was before that. Um, that's unfortunate. So that's why we recommend people following Joe online because well, that's the other thing too. You brought up a great point, behavioral wise. If you're just accustomed to making the payments, yeah, you do. Just keep doing it, right? Like, even though I just said, yeah, hold your cash. If if you're in a good situation, like if you work hospital outpatient, for example, I know I know a lot of people that work hospital outpatient. They're all employed, and a lot of them have gotten not I shouldn't say all because not all of them, but most of them are employed still, or they might not be working outpatient. They might have got reassigned somewhere else in the hospital. Right. They're working. Or you might have a spouse that has a stay-at-home job that they can do. So you still got income. If, if that's you and you want to just keep making payments because that's just behaviorally, great. Keep going. There's nothing to stop you. It's awesome because now you can target all principles. So fantastic. So if that's you, th those are both cases where you can say, hey, let, let's go either way. You know, which one's going to make you feel better? 
that's the way that you go. But like you said earlier, all this stuff is customized, but those right. are just two options. Right. That's what I say. That's why someone like Joe has such an, why he keeps getting invited places is because <laughs> there, there are individual situations with all the different individuals. The PT Pinecast will be right back. Pretty cool contest alert will give you the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy giving away an opportunity for you to win access to their current concepts course right now. This is a leader in orthopedic physical therapy education. A lot of people use this as the gold standard to uh, getting a leg up on getting your OCS exam. Use it as a great prep for the OCS exam. It's created by the leaders in orthopedic physical therapy, the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy from the APTA. And uh, right now, if you check out orthopt.org, that's orthopt.org, or you can try ptpinecast.com, we have a link for you to enter to win access to current concepts of orthopedic physical therapy. I I would go there now because this contest is not going to run on for long. Check it out right now. Somebody's going to get a shot to get that course. A lot of material. The reading list alone is like 16 pages. It's just huge. So check it out now, orthopt.org and enter now for that contest from the Academy of Orthopedic Physical Therapy. Follow us online, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PT Pinecast. New Step created the first product of its kind 25 years ago. That was the New Step recumbent cross trainer. Now it's a mainstay in rehab with physical therapists worldwide. New Step now continues its tradition of innovation with the New Step Transit, another innovation in recumbent cross trainer for physical therapists, delivering real-time biofeedback with this piece of equipment, letting you use it in meaningful ways for awareness of physical performance, uh, goals, identifying and correcting deficits or imbalances. Take a test drive or find out more at newstep.com. That's n-u-step.com. Online at newstep.com. And we're back. Let's get back to the show. Let's do the last topic I want to get into with you, which is talk about someone listening right now. It's like, okay, this guy sounds like he knows what he's talking about. I think we've established that. They come to you. What do you do with them? What 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 is an evaluation for physical therapy? We know that. What's an evaluation for my finances? How does that kind of work when someone gets on the phone with Joe and they and you're just meeting them for the first time? What are you looking at with them? Yeah. So I mean, first steps first, we have everybody build their profile. So when I talked about our like we're building a technology earlier, basically the big thing that's different is traditional finance only looks at dollars and cents, meaning they look at your actual assets that you have, your investments, your debt, and that's it. The problem with that is that that looks at about a third of the bigger picture. And what I mean by that is there's two other components. There's what we call human capital, which is your education, your background, all that stuff, because that projects out your future income and the risk to that income, which dictates different things like how do we save for a house? How do we pay off our our student loans, what type of mortgage should I get? What type of investment should I do? It it dictates all that, that human capital piece. So that's what we are collecting on. And then the second piece of that is also behavior. You know, behavior dictates, I mean, I remember I was at the Ascend conference about two, three years ago and there, you had somebody from, I think the HHS, there talking about a a study they did that 80% of outcomes in the medical profession is based on behavior, not necessarily treatment. The same things for across the board for anything you do, finance, working out, whatever it is, it's all behavior, right? So those are the two big things that we include in our analysis. That's why we have everybody build their profiles first, because that's some of the stuff that we're looking at. Um, and then you schedule a call, a free call, and we go through and say, you know, here's like, what else do we need to know about you? Like, are you going to be getting married and children and all that type of stuff? And then we say, okay, here, here's your student loan option. Like, here, here are the, the two primary options. This is how 
you know, the benefits and disadvantages in your personal situation. And then we take that and we actually say, okay, well, how does this actually play a role in the bigger picture? So like retirement and everything else. And a big piece that we're actually testing right now is where you can actually say, hey, I want to do this with my retirement, this for family planning, this, for, I want to buy a house in the future. I want to have kids in the future. And I want to do this with my student loans versus, hey, same situation, but I do this with my student loans. And you can compare them side by side. And then whichever financial plan you want to do, you can actually hit save and then track the entire financial plan and make sure you're doing everything right. Like your student loans, your retirement. So that's that bigger technology we're actually testing right now. I'm hoping it's going to be out to the public in June or July. So that that one we've been testing for a while. But right now it's just we'll just walk through everything with you. Say, here's, you know, what these different loan programs are. This is what they do. You know, everything from should you refinance or not? Should you go on loan forgiveness or not? What is loan forgiveness? How does it work? How do I plan for it? How do I take advantage of it? Um, I mean, we talked about the emergency fund earlier. The whole point of an emergency fund is to manage your risk of your overall financial profile. You know, that's the big thing that we talk about. You know, what's the risk of paying off your loans? What's the risk of going on loan forgiveness? How do you mitigate that risk and how do you reduce it? All that type of stuff. So, yeah, that's what we go through on, on all of our calls. So, all right. Uh, website is fitbucks.com and that's uh, F-I-T-B-U-X.com. And uh, for the podcast listeners not looking at the graphics on the screen, we're now recording these shows for YouTube, Facebook. It is Fitbucks Official. That's uh, F-I-T-B-U-X Official on uh, the Twitter and the Instagram. Joe, are you ready to play three questions? I don't even know if I prepped you for this. Uh-oh. Let's do three questions. On the hot seat with three questions on the PT Pinecast. All right, three questions brought to you by our friends at Arius Medical Staffing, uh, A-U-R-E-U-S medical.com. Joe, you brought up travel PT before. A lot of people are saying travel PT. Whoa, traveling is restricted. Well, if you're an essential worker like a physical therapist or you know a physical therapist assistant, there are hard hit areas of the country that need you to go there right now. The need has gone up, not down. Uh, and the opportunities have gone up and not down. So check out uh, ariusmedical.com right now. It's A-U-R-E-U-S medical.com. All settings, all 50 states plus D.C., you're needed. So if you're just graduating right now, there's a huge opportunity for you to, to get some experience in a different setting or a different location right now. So the need, again, has gone up, not down. So check them out online at aureusmedical.com. They've been with the show since the beginning. Again, so check them now, aureusmedical.com. Question number one on three questions for you, Joe, uh, is a where question. So you and I do a lot of travel. A lot of that is restricted right now. But when COVID and the situation kind of loosens up, when is that? It? I don't know in the future. Where, where's somewhere in the country that you love to go? Since you travel a lot, give people <laughs> on somewhere that's great that they should definitely look into. I mean, I would have to say Nashville, Tennessee. Um, we were actually, I mentioned to you before the show that we actually moved the company out to Texas. We were actually looking at Nashville. Every time I go out there, I love it. You know, that versus five years ago when I went out there for the first time, I mean, the housing and stuff has gone up a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, but Nashville is an awesome place to visit. I love it. Um, yeah. There, I would say there, I go to the complete opposite side of the country and what am i mean growing up in northern california one of my favorite places to go is actually up it's called twain heart um sonora area it's actually what you can think of it is like basically like the backside of yosemite so like when you're up in that area if you actually start hiking you actually go in the back of yosemite and now that we're getting into the, the summertime i know it's a popular place to be out there and that's the one part that i miss about being california in california is you know, I used to have a couple of aunts and uncles that had cabins up there. So it's like, okay, I'm yeah. going out there for the weekend just to get away from stuff. And I can't do that anymore. But yeah, you talked about like some of the jobs, dude, PT job. 
in those places up in that area, like especially for travel, like in Sonora, man, they, they can't even hire full-time PT. So everybody on staff is travelers and they get paid bank up in that area. Wow. So cool. those are the two extremes, one coast to another. <laughs> I like it. Good suggestions. Uh, second question is a what question. This doesn't have to be PT related, obviously, but I usually ask people, what's something you've watched, read, or listened to, uh, you know, Netflix movie, a book, a podcast, something, somewhat, something that really inspires you or something that you get into that you think the audience could, could gain from? Yeah, so I, uh, I don't watch very much TV just because I don't have any time. I've read a tremendous amount of books. And so I'll, I'll say two things, one on books and one because I did watch TV because it was something I wanted to watch. Uh, Book-wise, there's a book that I always go back to. Uh, it's called The Score Takes Care of Itself it's by Bill Walsh. Those of you that don't know Bill Walsh, yeah, yeah, used to yeah. be the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers during their dynasty. Those of you that don't know, don't know me. My, my background is actually finance, but it's also sports. So I go to a sports for a lot of different things. So that book, I, I, I read that probably three times a year just because it's like, wow. It, you know, it's such a it's such a good book to you know something that my baseball coach used to talk to us all the time. It's about process, you know, basically saying don't worry about the score. If you just do everything that's right, score takes care of itself, right? At the end of the day. So that's the book that I always go to. But then the other thing that I was watching, just because of the athlete in me, and you know, I've taken that mindset to uh business, um, meaning I hate losing and I want to shove it up people's asses. And I mean, I create enemies just to motivate myself. So the thing that I watched that I really liked was the Michael Jordan documentary. Oh, yeah. Actually, it, was, it was supposed to be the Chicago Bulls documentary. It's actually a Michael Jordan documentary. Yeah. But, you know, you know, obviously, I grew up in that era. I was young. So watching guys like him, you know, I, I knew about his, you know, his work ethic and everything. But to see it on that level, uh, basically not giving a shit, at, like, you know, getting in your teammates' faces, like if they're not doing what you think they should be to get you to that level. Uh, the motivation. I mean, the main thing that I take out of all that stuff every day is focus. Like, don't let the the noise distract you. There's a lot of things, you know, that distract you. Like, if you live in New York City, right, you got a bunch of other shit to do and it distracts you from other stuff. So focus and getting back, you know, like everybody has always asked me is like, how, how the hell do we do so much with Fitbooks? Like, you know, how do we do so much? And it's like, focus. It's like, I take two or three hour blocks out of my day. Where it's like, this is all I'm doing. Let it be the technology, let it be blogs and articles, you know, podcasts, whatever it is. Like, this is what I'm doing right now. Don't bother me with anything else. You know, or if it's with my daughter, like, you know, it's like, hey, three days, three hours or Sundays. It's like, I'm with my daughter. Like, I don't have my cell phone. I don't look at my computer. It's like, I'm with her, like, period. So that was the big thing that I liked. And a lot of people are chastising that documentary because it's like, oh, he was a bully. He was this, he was that. It's like, no, he was focused. Right. And he was going for his results. The reason that, uh, it's the reason we remember, uh, yeah. all the great things that he did, he did first, like you said, yeah. it would be a Bulls documentary. There's a reason it really became and was an MJ documentary is because of what he had in here. Yeah. And it also showed his sacrifice because a lot of people don't realize it. It's like, you know, the, I read one article like, Oh, well he doesn't have any you know friends and he's estranged from this and he's at, you know, this and that, and, but it's like, he made a choice. You know, if you if you want to take yourself to that next level, your focus has to be so extreme. Sorry. Like, you know, there, there's people that I'm good friends with that I haven't talked to in four years just because it's like, you know, it's a distraction. Like what you guys are doing, it's it's a distraction. I don't need to talk to you. My, my life is getting like I want the technology done so bad because I think it can impact people's lives. 
And the other part of my life is my daughter and my family. Like, like if you're not on that same page, I'm sorry. Sorry. Or like, not, so thanks. But yeah. And I think, you know, we, especially in this country, everybody's like, you know, they, they chastise the cool thing to do nowadays is chastise like billionaires that, you know, launch businesses and made it successful. It's like, you know, Michael Jordan is a perfect example of watching that documentary. What, what, what actually happens, what, what they give up. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people aren't willing to give that shit up. It's like, you know, I haven't, I haven't drank alcohol in, in nine months. I haven't had one drip, one drink at all. And people are like, well, you know, did you quit drinking? It's like, I don't have time. Like it's, it's a distraction. Like I, you know, so I, I like that documentary because it opens up people's eyes and it's like, you know, holy cow, that, that's the sacrifice, you know, that they had to make. And for any of you that want to be entrepreneurs or anything like that, that's what you got to do. Um, so yeah, that's my long winded answer. That's what takes care of it itself. And then the Jordan documentary. <laughs> Last question on three questions is a, is always about people, right? It's got to begin and end with people. So it's a who question. Who's someone in the audience you think should know more about? You know, maybe someone they should follow online or 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 anything. We'll go in the world, your world. In the world of finance, that's a tough one. It's tough because the guy that I think people should follow, there's different areas of finance. So there's like financial planning, there's investing, there's all these different things. But if you look at it from a pure investment standpoint, like just trying to learn investments, the tough part is you can't follow him anymore because he's dead. But his name is Benjamin Graham. Ben Graham is like the godfather of what's called value investing. He was a teacher of Warren Buffett. Um, and he has the most popular book ever written in, in finance. It's called The Intelligent Investor. And uh, they uh, basically, so like what I have is basically like a postdoctorate in finance called the CFA Charter the whole curriculum started around Benjamin Graham's teachings. And so you could find a lot of people online that, you know, carry on those principles, Warren Buffett being one of them, right? Charlie Munger, Warren Buffett's partner, the other one, like they're old, but, you know, they teach those principles. And so from an investment standpoint, him, um, now there's other, other areas too, financial planning purposes. I like them all because it shows you, what works and what doesn't. And what I mean by that, I mean, a lot, I know a lot of people in the audience, you might've heard of people like, you know, Dave Ramsey, Susie Orman, some of these bigger names. Personally, like Dave Ramsey, I'll pick on Dave Ramsey, I shouldn't say pick, I'll use him as an example, okay? You know, Dave's whole thing is about paying off debt, paying off debt, paying off debt. And he has his reasons for that. And, you know, a lot of people don't like Dave because it's his way or the highway. Like, this is the system that I put together that works, do it or get lost. I'm not, you know, and, and for me, our thing, for example, is we're not as stringent. This is what you're doing. This is the system. It's like, these are the options. Which one do you feel you're actually going to do? Because that's what I'm concerned about. Which is just like exercise. What's the best yeah. to give a patient? The one they'll do. Yeah, because so, for example, like Dave Ramsey, there's no, there's no reason to do it, like to, to get his stuff if you're going to do it for three months and then not do it. Well, what's right. the benefit of that, right? So... I, you know, I recommend doing like what I did when I was younger is I took all these different people, you know, Robert Kiyosaki, the rich dad, poor dad stuff, Dave Ramsey, Susie Orman, all these people, and basically looked at them and said, what are they saying that's right? Why are they saying it? How does it apply to me? What do I like? What do I not like? I can customize it. Right. Okay. And so basically those are the big ones is look at those influencers, 
you know, like the Choose Five communities, which is Choose Financial Independence or Financial, yeah, Financial Independence, whatever they, they go for. Choose Five, Dave Ramsey, uh, Susie Orman, Robert Kurosaki. Um, those are the big four that come to my top of my mind. But don't say this is the end all. This is I'm right. reading this and this is what I'm doing. It's like read right. it. Well, it's good for anything. Adjust right? it. Yeah, absolutely. For anything exercise. You want to talk about yeah. PT out PT? That's that's good. But I like how you dropped a bunch of names that people can now go sample and say, here's what I like. Right, be an independent consumer and independent thinker, and say, okay, here's what I like. Not so much this, but I'll adopt this and I'll leave this. Yep, exactly. Cool. And that's, I mean, like I said, that's what we when we launch this new piece of the technology. That's what we're trying to do is say, here's all that collective knowledge. Like we've already done it for you. Like right. let's find out that something that's going to work for you. What do you feel comfortable doing? Because at the end of the day, like I said, you that's what do. you're going to do. <laughs> like, do it for three months and then leave it. That yeah. that's how things are made. Yeah. And somebody, my, my co-founder was like, well, what if somebody was like, I don't really want to pay off my debt and I want to travel and spend all my money and I don't want to save. It's like, well, we're going to show them that. And if they're happy with the outcome, right? great. Like they're going to have a happy life and have no money at the end of the day. Yep. Like, yep. Great. <laughs> so. All right. You're so. on the hot seat. That's three questions from ariasmedical.com. Again, awesome. hashtag travel PT. Uh, you're free to move about the country. You're an essential worker and there are areas in this country that need your help right now. All settings, all locations, find them online at AURESmedical.com and find this guy at fitbucks.com. And again, fitbucks official on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, last thing we do on the show is called the parting shot. This is the parting shot. All right, last thing we do is give you an opportunity to give people like a mantra, like a mic drop moment as your parting shot. What do you got for them? Oh, so many different directions. Uh, when it comes to finance, my big saying is manage your risk and your return will be there. I like it. Sounds a lot like Bill Walsh, right? Scroll. <laughs> uh, Fitbucks.com, Fitbucks official, Twitter, Instagram. This guy's going to be, uh, he's going to be your guide. He's going to be your Yoda as we navigate this current situation, but then the long-term game as well. Joe Ranke, appreciate you stopping by. I promise it won't be so long. It won't be, it won't be a couple years before we have you back on. Just let me know when I'm always down. The PT Pinecast is a product of PT Pinecast LLC. It is hosted and produced by PT Pinecast CEO Jim McKay and CBO Sky Donovan from Marymount University. We talk PT, drink beer, and record it. This has been another pour from the PT Pinecast. The PT Pinecast is intended for educational purposes only. No clinical decision-making should be based solely on one source. While care is taken to ensure accuracy, factual errors can be present. More on the show at ptpinecast.com. Want to thank Brooks IHL. That's Brooks Rehabilitation Institute of Higher Learning. Offering residencies, fellowship education, orthopedics, women's health, geriatrics, neurologic PT, pediatrics, sports. That's an overview of their residencies. Check out what they have to offer at brooksihl.org. World-class educational opportunities to the local and regional community. Check them out, brooksihl.org. Our home on the internet. ptpinecast.com. Created by Build PT. Build PT provides marketing services specifically for private practice PTs. From website development and hosting. Providing content marketing solutions for PT clinics across the country. See what Build PT can do for you today at buildpt.com.